Throughout our lives, there are times that we may step back and wonder if we are living to the fullest or if we took the right path or if our decision-making was wise. We each will find ourselves at a fork in the road or at a roadblock that becomes an obstacle and sets us in motion for a transition. Have you been there yet? And you know what? It's in these moments that we have a decision to make. Do we take the path less traveled and redefine our lives? Or do we succumb to those obstacles and numb ourselves to life? Author Lynn Brown has been on a mission to review her lifelong process of decision-making and the outcomes of those decisions. She now shares her own discoveries to encourage others to do the same and reimagine the beautiful life they have been given. Today, she is back with us here to share her process for moving forward and redefining our life so we can live it to the fullest. I'm excited to chat with her, so let's step into the fire with Lynn. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Lynn, thank you so much for joining me again on Red Hot Mindset. Well, thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it. Lots of fun. Yes, absolutely. And if you were not here last week, make sure to go back and listen to Lynn's story as she shares about her transition from a working career woman to a stay-at-home mom and what that transition was like, the fears that she had, and how it um, actually was a part of redefining her life and how she used it to fuel um, her really to fuel her productivity, her passions and, uh, get on a new path and a new chapter and all the things that come with that. So today we're going to kind of piggyback off of that. And we're going to talk about how to redefine your beautiful life. And this is something that Lynn is an expert in. She has had many different transitions in her life and different moments that have been defining moments for her. And she's taken the time to really study and review what are these decisions that we're making? How do they affect our lives? And how can we use them to really live a fulfilling life? So I know that you have had many, many, many of these redefining moments. And we talked about the, the one in particular about coming home. Um, is there any other defining moments that really stand out to you? Well, in the book, I mentioned that, you know, there are a lot of trivial things that happen to all of us. And we don't necessarily realize at the very moment um, some trivial successes or trivial little details, the, our choices that we make, how they sort of define us. I will say that in, in the lemonade stand, um, Gabe, I don't know if you remember, but there was, I, I, I went to see my college, uh, every, they sent all the seniors to see a college counselor. Okay. To let you figure out what your career path was going to be and what you wanted to do. And he wanted to know about, um, something that had, 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 that I was really excited about that had really, um, was a big deal to me. 
And I mentioned this really trivial little dumb thing that had happened to me um, concerning a, a baseball, a co-ed baseball team that I was on and that I was so thrilled <laughs> I was able to catch this fly ball. You should have seen the look on the man's face. He was like, okay, you've gone to college for four years and this is like what you're coming up with is catching a fly ball. But you know, when I walked out of there after having met with him, um, I was just really clear that that it was that that moment it was like, hey, you know what? You can't tell me. Anybody can't tell me what's important to me. And I think that that's something that I would impress uh, on on all of us is that I can't tell people what's important to them. People have everybody has their own process. What I did is go back and look at my own process to see sort of how I walked through. Um, redefining life because your life should be beautiful. You should be joyful. You should be having fun. It's not all piece of cake all the time. It's not joyful 24 seven and having teenagers isn't necessarily the most fun thing in the world and different phases of their lives. I mean, they're, you know, everybody comes from a different place, both um, uh, lifestyle, financially, um, location, everything about each of us is unique and different. And yet the only thing that I can really latch onto is, and hopefully to help someone is the process that I personally went through and what I found after having gone through and really taken a look at the way that I made decisions throughout my life thus far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So how has this I, I would think you might've even answered that little bit of this, but how did this become a mission for you? What made it such a passion that you have? I think, you know, I, I kind of, I, I think about, I, I think, think a little bit more about women, to be honest with you, than I do about men walking through this process. Men have always just done what they're going to do, you know, and, and women have had over the past 40 years of all this stuff piled on them about what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. And so I think I had to really take a look and wanted to really help women to understand that they, they don't have to do everything, but what they, we, what we as people really need to do is to define our lives should be at the end of the day, we should be really happy and joyful and thankful and, 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 I guess proud is not a word I would use because that's not necessarily the right word, but um, glad that we spent our time the way that we did and the things that we did. And we all have so many chapters in us as the years and decades go by mm. that my whole process is don't get stuck and define yourself in one moment of your life and not be able to move forward. And there are a lot of things that go, um, go along with that. It's experience, it's decisions, it's fear, there's fear. It's the people, it's, you know, there are a lot of whys in your road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there are. And we do sometimes get stuck in yes. that, in the past or in the decisions or um, fester on them. Was this right? The what ifs or... Yes. Uh, yeah. you, you know, what, what yeah. would have happened if I did this, or if I had right. gone this path. And I, that's one of the largest obstacles we face in transition. Mm -hmm. And I know moving forward is a good thing, it but is. how can it, how can we relate it? How can we know that when you move forward, it's a positive thing? Why is it important for us to 
not look back at the what ifs and, and to do that and to move forward? Well, I think we all need to take a look at the things that make us happy, the things where we've been successful. And sometimes you can be successful and not necessarily be happy. So you really need to take a look at what I would say are your own successes to see where you are. You need to examine um, the things that you've enjoyed in your past. If you can take a look at yourself and find out um, what you've done and where you are and who you are and what's made you happy and what you like to do, you can certainly start to instigate change and project how you want to be down the road and the different paths that, that you may want to take and that one path does lead to another path. And, and I think that if you can define for yourself what your joy is, what your passion is, where you want to be, um, like I said, find the evidence about what you are interested in, where you want to be, and then make some decisions. And they, they aren't decisions that you necessarily have to act on today or tomorrow or next year or two years from now. But where do you want to be? Ask yourself, what do you, what do you want to be doing? And, and don't be afraid. And I talk in the lemonade stand about your power tools, and which are people and situations and um, primarily making sure that you're listening to the voices that are supportive of you and listening to yourself. But one thing I will caution us all against is when you do make changes and you are in the process of redefining your beautiful life, because I do believe we've all been given a beautiful life by God. We've been given so many different gifts of some people have gift of incredible discernment, some people, but we've been given the gift of life and we've been given the, the gift, particularly living here in the United States of choice. So you do have, um, many things at your doorstep to choose from. I always include God in my decisions. And I say always, because, you know, you know, Gabe, as a Christian, sometimes you think you're doing the right thing and you think that, but maybe you need to take that a little bit further. You know, I always, you can always say, I prayed about it and I prayed about it. And yes, it's important that I go rob that bank. Well, I'm thinking pretty much God would not say, go rob that bank. <laughs> right. So, um, I think that we need to be careful. There will be, um, there will be bumps in the road when you decide to make changes. People will not necessarily be expecting those things. And sometimes there are accidents that happen, but you need to, you know, I talk specifically about when I decided to stay home and my husband and I'd been talking about that for a couple of years or a year, year and a half. And when I actually quit the day I actually quit and I told him that night, I did it. I did it. And he was like horrified, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure why, <laughs> because we'd had so many discussions, but you know, it took us a couple years to recover from that financially. And I took over, you know, um, I like paying the bills and having the control of that and being able to save, even if it was $10, you know, mm -hmm. and I would take the kids shopping at the thrift store rather than, you know, wherever else we'd go. But, um, I think that, uh, there will be casualties and you just need to, um, make sure that, that you're being as open and honest about the changes that you want to make as you possibly can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And the process for moving forward, you go really in depth in this, in the lemonade stand too, yeah. uh, in the anthology, but I'd love for you just to sum it up for us. What, okay. what does so this I'm going to, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I wrote them all down. I'm just, cause I have to look back at them because you know, you know what it's like, Gabe, when you're writing, you're in the moment and you are, you just become so obsessed with what you're doing and you have to be. And then when you step back from it, sometimes you need to just, you know, step back and then you have to remind yourself, um, um, of the intensity that you, that you were in when you wrote all of this. So I did, I acknowledged my successes. So I went back and looked at all of the things that I had done. And because we get to this point in our life sometimes where you say to yourself, what have I done with my life? I mean, what have I done? And my older sister pointed out to me, well, this, these are the things that you've done. Because sometimes people see more about what you've done than you see about what you've done. So acknowledge your successes and then start to reimagine your life as you would like to see it. Okay. And that's, that's a personal choice. You're going to have to dig in and look and see where you wanna where you wanna go. And I would pray about that. I mean, I would certainly add, you know, God into that. And I would certainly keep God in the mix all the time. Um, then find the evidence. And this was the most interesting part to examine your past. And this was really funny because we all as people tend to migrate back to the things that we like and the things that we enjoy. And so look back when you were younger, I think there was some sort of book out about everything you ever needed to know you learned in the kindergarten or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's some truth to that. I do, because you, when you were really free to have, you know, a free thought process and you weren't harnessed by financial issues or uh, life issues or whatever that happens to be, what is it that you, what is it that drove you? What is it that pleased you? What is it that you found? Um, important to you. So you need to do that. And then the biggest thing of all, I think, is that we are the answer. There's no one else that can define us and tell us what we like mm -hmm. because God made us all different. Mm -hmm. and no one else can really know what God's plan is for you or what's in your heart except you and God. And so we are the only ones really that have the answer about ourselves. Um, and then that comes decision time. Then you need to decide. And that, like I said, decision time doesn't have to be today, tomorrow, next week, next year, but you need to make decisions and head towards reimagining your, or redefining your beautiful life, reimagine it, redefine it. You need to make decisions about what would you like yourself to look like? And the beauty of it is, is that we all have chapters in our life that we can just move forward. What you're doing today, you may be in a tough spot financially or with work, or, I mean, I found myself in a tough work spot and I actually quit my job without having another job, which is not necessarily the right thing to do, <laughs> you know, especially when I wasn't married and I was, you know, supporting myself. So and I wouldn't suggest that you do that, you know, but I would all, I would suggest that you ask yourself if you're unhappy in a job, where do you see your being yourself being and how, how do you see yourself getting out of that? Um, and don't be afraid. Uh, fear is something that stops people from doing a lot of things. Fear mm -hmm. stops you from thinking. Fear paralyzes you. Fear stops you from moving forward. Fear allows you to let other people tell you what to do hmm. and so you really have to um don't be afraid and i know that that's a, such an easy thing to say but if you you know if, if we as people could give ourselves even 
five minutes alone a day, whether you have a cup of tea or, and I know when you have kids and all that, it's very hard to do that. But even five minutes when everybody's gone to sleep and if you're married, if your husband's still awake or whatever, just if you can have five minutes just to get your brain wrapped around yourself, you know, I think that that's, that's a really important thing to do for yourself. Then um, uh, power tools. And I talked about that a little bit um, previously. Your power tools are uh, your people and your positive people and your people that when I decided I was going to write uh, my first novel, uh, I had people say to me, the minute my, one of my dearest friends said immediately, you're a writer, you're an author. Mm -hmm. And then this lady that I had taken a, a class from, um, online class, said, hey, the minute you put that pen to the paper, you're a writer. And then I had um, another person to laugh and say, you can't write a book, <laughs> and, you know, and those are naysayers and we all have them. Yep. And so maybe at some point in time you have to see, and especially if it's a relative, that's really a difficult thing to walk away from, but you can distance yourself from that type of behavior and you have to be strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always say, Oh, go ahead. I always say I'm putting them on a timeout. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Family, because you can't yes. like just take them out of your life, right? But you can give them a timeout if they need one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you can choose not to listen to what they have to say. Because yeah. you know what, um, we we can do. Who 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 said we're limited? Mm -hmm. Who who determined that we were limited in what we wanted to do? in our lives. You know, God certainly doesn't limit us. God points us in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so your power tools are important. And then another thing that's critical is give yourself a gift. And the gift is that you approve of what you're doing. Mm. You've, you've talked to God, you've prayed about it, you've decided what your direction is. Go ahead and give yourself the green light. You know, and, and again, it, it doesn't have to be something that happens overnight. You might have to tread gently because, you know, change scares people, Gabe. Oh, yeah. Change is scary. I think it's one of the scariest things. People don't like change. No. <laughs> I, I see no. that. Like when I was in fitness, I used to teach fitness classes. Everyone was in the same spot every time and they'd get mad if someone took their bike or whatever, because that's their bike. That's the one they're on. Yeah. But we don't like change. And it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. It, like when it, you get out of your true. rut, you move, you go to a different spot. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, I actually have seen that in the gym too. Um, as well. There's just, if you are on somebody's treadmill, they're not happy about that. Yeah. Even though there's five, 10 other ones that look exactly the same, it's their spot. So yeah, change is, change is tough and it's tough. It's tough for all of us. And, and it does involve, you know, fear sometimes. That's why I say everybody gets to go regardless of their circumstance in life, um, you get to go at your own pace. But uh, the most important thing I would say was, um, would be to say is that you are the answer. We are the answer for ourselves. Um, God has given us gifts. God has given us um, the answers and they are within us. And those are the things that are important for us to realize in not allowing other people to make decisions for us. Mm, so good. That's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I have a couple questions for you. Can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> in your story, 
you talked about um, that. I loved what you said about when you made the phone call to when you were in college, you made the phone call to, was it the mental health? Mm-hmm. It was the services on campus. Yeah. Right. And they said, uh, um, they said, we can't see you right now. And you burst out crying. And the, the lady said, come in, right. Come in right now. Okay. So then you started that process where you needed to heal yourself and get better. And you talked about taking medication for that for a while. And then you said, I think it was 18 months. Is that what you said? And yeah. then you, and then you went off of that. So I guess my question would be Gabe. And I think a lot of people, um, this is good for a lot of people to know. How did you then not go back on the medication? How did you progress without having to do that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Cause honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I do, I know what I did. I don't know why I never didn't need it. Um, but I know God took me on a path of learning. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've come to realize, and I kind of learned through it is that, um, the path to self-discovery is really God discovery. So the mm-hmm. deeper we get to understand who God is, he helps us understand who we are. And, um, and I, I went into this deep dive of personal growth and trying to understand my mind and understand um, how the body works and why I have these emotions that I have and how to control them. Because we were given emotions. Those were a gift from God. We, we can feel pain. We can feel love and all the things that we can do that many other animals cannot do. Um, and so I, I learned how to re adjust my thinking. So almost redefine my thoughts. So redefining our lives, but I was redefining my thoughts at the same time. And what I I learned because we talk to ourselves more than anyone else. And we usually are talking negative most of the time to ourselves. Oh man, I can't believe I did that. Oh, that was a stupid thing to do. Oh, I just, I'm not good enough. Or I just, I can't, I'm not like that person. We compare ourselves. Right. But it's redefining those thoughts and turning them into positive words of truth from God. And he yeah. helped me learn his promises. You know, he came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. He came as our healer. He came, um, and he can do a work in us. And that's what he did. He really did that. And at first it was shame because I was a Christian. Why am I having these feelings and thoughts? And, um, why do I have to go on medication? That's something that's kind of like, really, you can't do it on your own. You can't do it with your faith. Um, but then God really kind of spoke to me and said, um, who created the medical space, right? Who created the doctors? Um, I did. Right. Good point. Yes. (laughs) So yes, I don't want you dependent on it for the rest of your life if you don't have to be, but there's a reason and a time and a place for it. And honestly, if I needed to stay on it, I would have. And I just, I, it really was a training of my mind and, it's crazy how powerful it takes a long time. And I'm telling you, I'm still working on it. It's a daily habit that I have to create. Um, but as I've gone through it and I start seeing, I can point out the lies easier and I can turn them into truths because it's been a practice that I've been doing. Um, but that's really what it took to get me to that point where I felt like, okay, I can come off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did also tell myself if I needed to go back on, I would, um, but I didn't need to. And right. I, I, I would say God healed me of right. 
the deep depression, but um, there are times there are, are whenever I'm in transition or there's a time of pain that those, that those feelings and those things come back and I have to like mentally shift, you know? Right. Well, I think that's a really important point actually, because when I was reading um, your story, you talked about, you had to rewire your brain almost to a degree. And I thought that that was really interesting. I had a long conversation last night with my daughter having to do with this conversation about redefining, rewiring, and you're absolutely right. I don't think at any age do we, I can't answer for, for men or for all women, but I don't think at any age do we not um, say negative things to ourselves. I think that, but I think that the key is how to ask yourself, where are those negative things coming from or mm-hmm. not perfect people? but we can make changes just like you made changes. You can redefine who you want to be. And I love the part about when I told Anna last night, we were talking about rewiring your brain. And I think that that is the perfect way to put it Mm -hmm. to change your thought process. You know, one thing I heard years ago was to wake up every morning. And I, I do like this. I forget to do this. We all forget to do this no matter how many times you hear it wake up every morning and say, thank you. Because I think if you wake up every morning and you say, thank you, it sort of sets a different tone for your day. It, cause for me, I'm saying thank you to God for even having me here, you know, for all of that. But I, I love what you said about the rewiring. And I was really curious about the drug thing, because if you need to take it, you need to take it. I mean, there's, and there's no shame in that and there's no problem with that whatsoever. Um, but I thought that that was really your, your whole, um, process through that. And what happened to you was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking. I, yeah. it is interesting. I, I love how you say you wake up and say, thank you. Cause I used to, I don't do this really anymore either. I should probably start doing it again, but I used to kind of wake <laughs> up and remember, um, the verse, this is the day the Lord has made. I will yeah. rejoice and be glad in it. And that's a great way to start your day. Cause if we wake mm-hmm. up going, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. And then there's this and oh man, I'm tired and all the things It doesn't start your day well, you know? No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting. And I actually, my daughter had sent me this, uh, it had to do with, um, it was a, it was a podcast someone had done on anxiety Mm -hmm. and I listened to it. I don't happen to have anxiety issues. And I thought that it was very interesting because the end of the day, it was a wonderful podcast, but at the end of the day, I kind of realized, you know, what I got out of it. And I don't know if this is right or wrong. I don't know if there is a right or wrong, but what I got out of it was there's a lot of fear involved in anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, fear is something that, that, uh, we can certainly overcome if we break it down in the lemonade stand. I did talk about fear. If fear was a physical being standing in the room, we could confront fear, you know, but fear lives in all of us somewhere in the light and the dark. And, and we do talk to ourselves when you're doing a negative talk to yourself. It is from a fearful point, I think from a fearful, fearful place. And it's really important to get past that. So I, I love that whole rewiring brain. I don't care how perfect anybody looks on social media or, you know, their body part, their brain, whatever it is, how perfect everything looks like. It is not perfect. Life is not perfect, you know? Yeah, I know people on social media that portray this fabulous life, but yet can barely get out of bed in the morning, you know? So 
I think that, um, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not, that's not a put down or anything. It's just that be careful what you think is a reality as it relates to you, because the only thing that's really important is, and I've told my kids this for years, two things are important, what God thinks of you and what you think of yourself. And yeah. that's, you focus on that path. Wow. Isn't that interesting? I just had that conversation with my middle son yesterday. He had a hard day at gym. <laughs> and oh. I mean, I said, all that matters is what your coach says, because that matters at gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What God says. And I guess it matters what we think or what we say, because we're going yeah. like, to spit positive into him. Right. But I said, that's yeah. the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. Right. Yeah. It's but it's hard because you hear those little critics, you hear those little the little mean, the mean boys or the mean girls and, and it gets in your head and it's hard to, you have to go back to who's who, who actually matters, whose voice matters in your life. Yeah. They can certainly, you know, we can certainly put our shield. God has given us shields and we can certainly hold up our shield and say, no, Mm -hmm. you're not going to penetrate me. And that's a hard thing to learn. There's always going to be a naysayer. There's always going to be someone that says you can't do it. Yeah. You can't write a book. You can't jump high enough. You can't look pretty enough. You can't, uh, you know, you can't write a song. You can't sing. You can't do any, you know, there's always going to be somebody. And, and you know what, let them live, pray for them because they're living in a very negative space. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, do what, what, do what God's intended for you to do. Yeah. Ask yourself those questions. Yeah. And whenever we have that feeling of can't, like I can't do this, but you know, it's a passion in your heart. Um, a lot of times it's because we can't do it on our own strength and God will equip us. But if he's called us to it, he's going to see us through it, right? He's going yes. to get us, give us the tools yeah. we need and he's going to get yeah. us through it. And yeah. so that little fear um, a lot of times, sometimes that comes from fear of success. Like, well, what if I do do it, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, but yeah. knowing that yeah. um, if it's, we can't do everything, we weren't called to do everything because we aren't gifted in every way, but right. where our gifts lie, we can do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that, um, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes we think that God has us on one path and something, a why in the road comes. And sometimes we may say, oh, no, no, no. But, you know, but God, you wanted me to turn right here and go do this. And yet sometimes this, this why in the path is, is you need to examine. And, you know, because God will, we will have things thrown in front of us that will allow us to then fulfill ourselves in a way that maybe we never thought we could, you know, but, but those are things that are within us. That's why I say, Gabe, the biggest thing is that we are the answer because we are the answer when we pray and we are the answer when we include God in our decisions. Yeah, I love it. And this is a great way to wrap up. I have one more question for you as we wrap up. Why is, why is this important, especially for women? Why is it important for us to redefine our beautiful lives? Because it's kind of the thread of what we've been talking about is we can't do everything. And out there right now, and I think, for, like I mentioned earlier, in the last 40 years, women have been, all of this stuff has been thrown to them that they're supposed to, you know, be a mom, um, have, have this fabulous career, take care of the house, um, be present in every, and when I say be a mom, 
that's a huge job on its own, let alone, you know, and I think, you know what, no matter what path you choose, I think sometimes you're guilty if you're home and you're guilty if you're working. So you have to, um, my whole thing is to let women know and men too, I don't want to cut men out of the conversation, but to, to let people know that, that you are the answer, that, that we are the answer, that we have, we have power tools, we have um, opportunity to really take back, take, take, take a look at who we are and understand that we all have many chapters ahead in our lives. There's ne it's never too late to redefine yourself. It's never too late to do that. I don't care how old you are. It's never too late. I think that, you know, the author Jan Karen that wrote the Mitford series. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of it. Yeah. Wonderful books. She said that she left like this high power career in New York in advertising and moved to this little town in North Carolina and wrote these books, which became a huge success. And she was in her fifties, you know, and you look at uh, Tasha Tudor, man, she, she was like in, still doing her thing in, in her 70s. And I, I don't know if she was in her 80s or whatever, but I just don't, I, don't ever put a cap on yourself. Yeah. Don't put a cap on yourself. I think that's a great way to finish this off because that's one of the most important things. We, we shouldn't cap ourselves. We, no. should, we should just go with where we're feeling and where God's leading. And that's the best place to be is in his will. So yeah. <laughs> you know, this is so fun. And, um, if you want to learn more, if you want to get Lynn's book three, um, it's three, the book.com. That's where you can find her and get a hold of her and also check out lemonade stand too. It's the anthology. Both of us were a part of, we both wrote a chapter in there and her chapter goes way more in depth onto this topic. So if this resonated with you, make sure to grab lemonade stand too. I'll link it in the show notes for you. You can find it on Amazon or on my website. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Lynn, thank you so much for sharing and for the lessons that um, you've learned that you were able to share with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I will say one more thing, and that is that in the Lemonade Stand, it also has other Instagram and a Facebook um, contact information too. I kind of forgot about that because social media is so crazy <laughs> sometimes, you know? But there is that information. And I just appreciate you having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your podcast. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. So in closing, in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.